Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, all right. Happy Third Friday. I can't believe I'm saying that. Happy Third Friday of December. This is Lynn <laughs> Tender, and you are listening to the CAOP, Christian Office on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. And I have some wonderful co-hosts. I have Mitzi. And Mitzi, I think Dr. McKenzie is on the line. <laughs> The doctor is in the building. The doctor is in the building. (laughs) (laughs) How are you all feeling? (laughs) Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes, 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 absolutely. And and a what? We are a week and a day out from Christmas? Something like that? I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Know. Yes, yes. This Merry Christmas. Gone by so fast. Yes, it has. Yes. yes. Just the year yes. itself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Despite everything, it's been a blessed year. And, um, yeah. you know, there's been a lot going on, but it's been a blessed year. And particularly, it's been a blessed year for Christian authors on tour. This was our 2021 Shining God's Light in a Dark World. And um, we just finished our fifth and final <laughs> tour stop for this year. We just did the Christian Writers Literary Festival. That was the fifth stop this year. So we've been busy. And so I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to each of you um, because throughout this year we've also been doing the Blog Talk radio show. And then at the beginning of the year, Leroy, we were doing the TV show. So there was a lot of good stuff going on this year with Christian books and Christian authors. And I'm really excited because um, this is just an extension of what we're able to do just in terms of connecting book lovers to different Christian authors. And so I'm really, really excited um, about our guest author today, Mitzi and Leroy. I really am. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Today, we are, we are honored today to have our special guest, uh, wow, Reading her bio is just wow. <laughs> That's all you can say. We're honored to have her. So welcome, Amy Nordhues. Amy Nordhues is is a survivor of child sexual abuse and sexual abuse as an adult at the hands of a mental health professional. Amy is a passionate Christian follower and ex- expert on the healing God provides. Amen. She has a BA in psychology with minors in sociology, criminology. Her devotions have been published 
in The Secret Place by Judson Press devotional series. Her essay, Give Me a Sign, won second place at the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference Foundation Awards. Wow. Her memoir, Preyed Upon, Breaking Free from Therapist Abuse, won the Inspire Christian Writers Great Opening Contest for Nonfiction. A married mother of three, Amy is a blogger who enjoys spending time with her family. She also enjoys writing, reading, photography, and all things comedy. Welcome, <laughs> Sister Amy. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I'm that is to be here. a mouthful. <laughs> we are so glad to have you, and, and what a blessing you are in this season. Um, and I just, I, like, we just, just have to dive right in and tell us about your book. Uh, congratulations, first of all. And if you can you. share with us all about the book, we'll be honored to sit and hear it today. Yeah, I, um, in about, let's see, 2012, I started attending a Celebrate Recovery program and I started attending the non-denominational church that housed that program. And that was kind of when I, my faith really came alive for me. It's kind of when I realized that um, God was very present and very tangible and could answer me and could hear me. And so it was really an exciting and naive kind of time for me spiritually. And around that time, um, the, pastor's wife at that church recommended this doctor as a therapist and a lot of my friends saw him and loved him and raved about him so I started seeing this therapist who was um, also an elder at my church so I was I felt like I was in really good hands Um, and he was also a psychiatrist but I started seeing him just for kind of depression and past sexual abuse and just to work on my marriage and parenting and things like that and I felt like, you know, in this kind of, um, as my faith was coming, kind of coming alive for me, I felt like this was a God thing, you know, and this was a part of my journey and God wanted me here to work with him. And, um, it was like a part of my healing. So I started seeing him maybe in April and around December was when there, there was a red flag, but I minimized it and kind of blew it off. Like I'm, you know, I must be overreacting. He had offered me a shoulder rub or a foot rub for Christmas, um, which was horrifying. Um, but sadly my old childhood abuse beliefs told me that people in authority don't make poor decisions and you can't say no to somebody in authority. And a Christian elder would not be leading you down a wrong path. You're clearly misunderstanding it, if that makes sense. And things kind of continued that way. Um, there would be time in between, and then there'd be another red flag. And I'm, I'm, of course, giving you a very general description so we can get to the good stuff <laughs> that, that God does. But um, by after I'd been working with him for about a year, I knew I was in danger He was trying to lure me, what I thought he was trying to lure me into an emotional affair, which I wanted nothing, no part of. He was like a grandfather to me, like a father figure. He always opened sessions in prayer. He 
always bragged that he never took off his cross necklace. He told me the Holy Spirit was his boss and that he was, and you know, a lot of the therapy involved inviting Jesus into these broken places. So, I mean, I thought I was on a spiritual healing journey that God was blessing and turns out, you know, this predator was using God to his advantage, you know, to take advantage of innocent people. So I, I finally was able to um, reach out to my pastor and his wife and, and get out. And um, a lot of damage had been done already, sadly, but I was able to get out and I eventually found the strength to report him to the medical board and they um, allowed him to surrender his license. And then I eventually pursued a civil malpractice suit. Um, That is the gist of the book, but really the heart of the book is kind of how childhood abuse of any kind doesn't have to be sexual gives us this distorted view of ourselves and get, you know, puts these lies into our minds about who we are and, and those, and in my book, I call them rules. And I have this set of old rules that I realize allow me to become vulnerable to a, to a predator. And then once I get away from this abuser, um, God shows up for me in just in a magnificent ways. And as I heal over a period of five to seven years, really. That's how long it took me to write the book because that's how long it took me to really do the work I needed to do. God um, helps me to replace those faulty messages I was accepting as truth about myself with who he says that I am. And in the end of the book, I have a new set of rules that I develop as I heal. And so, you know, the book is kind of, it, it has a lot of layers. You know, it's not just for victims, um, it's for victims. It's for people that don't understand this kind of abuse to understand it better so that they can be more compassionate to victims. And it's for Christians and people that are struggling with their faith in general about how these kind of traumas can happen and how God can still be good and present and loving. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I gave you a lot there. (laughs) Know that I think that's wonderful, you know. Yeah. That you that you, that you talk about that. This is um, uh, Leroy McKenzie, Amy, uh, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, and and I, I have this this question for you. Um, okay. Can you talk about um, when you decided to write this book? How you were able to go back to the childhood abuse that you went through and then even the abuse that you went through with this, with this doctor, how you were able to deal with that again, because I I tell a lot of authors when they're writing about their story and it's a tragic story like this, that writing about it is going to take you back to those places that you get those same emotions and everything like that. Can you talk about how you were able to navigate through that in, in writing, writing your book? Yeah. Um, when I first wrote it, I really think I was writing it for myself to understand what on earth just happened to me. What, how did I allow this? Like I needed answers. I didn't understand it myself. And so I kind of wrote the book in the beginning, I think for me to see 
on the paper in front of me, oh, you know, so this is what happened, and maybe it wasn't all my fault. And um, and it was very healing just in doing that. Um, so I encourage authors with these kind of painful, you know, stories that that there is it is very therapeutic just to write it, if it's, even if it's just for yourself. Then I kind of realized, you know, other victims, especially adult victims, which is just hugely shaming, I can't even tell you, um, to admit that you could be duped or taken advantage of when you're a grown adult is really hard. Um, I wanted them to know they're not alone and, um, and that there was hope. And so then I started kind of reworking the story, you know, with them in mind, kind of writing it, you know, writing it as a gift to them. But I have to tell you that it was so hard and it was so painful that I would have to walk away from it sometimes, I mean, months, months at a time. And there were many times where I couldn't do it anymore. And I told God, you know, I don't, I don't know. This is probably my idea anyway. And so I'm just not going to write it. And and if it's your idea, then I don't, let's just not do it anymore. Um, So Mm. you have to give yourself that grace and that time to step away from it. Um, And also in stepping away from the pain, it was really cool because then when I went back to the writing process, I could see the healing. I could see, um, you know, because I couldn't, I wasn't going to tell a story that was all about anger and revenge and defending myself. The book was not about defending myself about what happened or explaining myself. So as I would step away from it and come back, I could see the growth just in the way that my writing changed. And um, as I, so my advice would be, you know, to give yourself that grace to step away from it, to give yourself time for those emotions to process because you don't want to be writing out of the wrong place I would tell God you know I I only want to write a book that glorifies you so if I can't glorify you then I don't want to tell the story so and that took years of healing to get to a place where I had enough forgiveness you know and that and um and enough healing and and the bitterness had lessened that I could write from a different point of view if that makes sense and you know, towards the end, you know, I'm writing not as a victim, like when I start the story, I'm writing as, you know, a victor who has come out on the other side and that God has blessed tremendously. And so um, there had to be time. And for me, that was like seven years, probably, in total, off and on. And I'm going to tell you a cool story. I, during one of those times, uh, well, my other advice would be to be in prayer about it because it might not be a story that needs to be told. It might be a story that you just need to write for yourself or, you know, share with a couple people, um, and God will let you know. And I, I was in one of those stages where I told God, you know, I, I, I'm not, I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. It's too hard. It's too embarrassing. It's, I, I'm just, I don't want to do it. I, I'm not a good enough writer. I, I can't do it. And I was at church, and the service was over, and I was kind of closing my eyes, just kind of in prayer, and. Somebody that a stranger tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, um, you don't know me, and I know this is kind of weird, but the Holy Spirit just wanted me to tell you that God sees what you're doing, and he's really proud of you, and he wants to know that he's going to give you what you need line by line. Mm. And that almost makes me cry when I hear it because I just – I said, I just I just told God I'm not going to write my book anymore. I just – I'm an author, <laughs> and I, I, I just told him I can't do it. And, I, and she said, 
I'm an author too, and God won't tell you to write a story that he won't help you finish. And I was like, mm. oh, my gosh, full body chills, you know. So, again, I believe that also. I believe that God will give you what you need if he wants it told, and he will put people in your life. He would send me – he sent me an editor friend when I needed one. He sent me little encouragers along the way. So that is that is my long answer to your question. Um <laughs> Wow. 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 Amy, wow. I, I just want I just wanna say I just wanna thank you for your carriage. I wanna thank you for being obedient to God. I know this could not have been easy, you know, an easy task or easy responsibility. And so I just wanna thank you. Because your story, I know, has to be a blessing for so many people. And it has to, for some, I'm sure, it's probably giving them that incentive and that courage to be able to speak out and say, this is not right. And so I thank you for for doing that. And I, I want you to talk a little bit about and you hit on it a little bit just in terms of your 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 process for writing you mentioned that God sent you an editor friend and you know you you were yeah. doing a little bit along the way but can you can you talk a little bit about your publishing process for this book Yes and do you mind if I go back to the previous question and add one thing that I think is important Oh sure yes okay I I feel like this was the biggest struggle for me as a memoir author and for I think all memoir authors is I didn't know how I could write a book that tells the truth that doesn't hurt people and how could God want me to write a book that's going to hurt people's feelings and I labored over that and I just wanted to say that um you know and I, at the beginning I I left all of any any childhood and any background I left all of that out because I didn't want to go there I didn't want to involve other people, you know, I just wanted it to be about me and this experience. And so, you know, an, a very wise developmental editor helped me fill in some of those holes. And I just, I just did the very minimum that I needed to do to paint the picture for the reader. If that makes sense of, of how I developed low self-esteem and, um, and I was able, you know, I changed, I, I would have, I could have, I would have people, other people say things that, say certain people in my life said just so that the point could be made and I didn't have to hurt feelings. But I just wanted to say that I'm in this place right now where I'm, where I'm grieving a little bit because there were a couple people hurt and I, and I'm, I've been in prayer about it and I just keep feeling like God has given me that kind of stamp of approval and that blessing that Amy, it's okay that, you know, telling the truth is, it's okay. And you did you did what you did out of a place of love and not out of a place of spite. I just wanted to throw that out there because it's really hard. And then um, do you mind repeating your question? Oh, the publishing, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, for me, I originally wanted to try to be traditionally published, and I dove in, you know, headfirst and did all the querying and and did all that. And I did find an agent at one point and then she um, stepped down and was no longer agenting. Um, and I did, I was successful in pitching um, 
to a really uh, well-known agent. She was interested, but I realized that I just didn't have the social media following that you really need, you know, to be published traditionally. And um, I did start building those processes. You know, I started a website and I, and I started to try to do social media. I'm not, I'm not excellent at social media. I'm just going to say, but um, I did take those steps. And, and at some point I just realized that I was going to need to tell the story and publish on my own um, because I didn't know how long it would take for my numbers to be big enough, um, you know, to be accepted by, by a big publisher and um, so I, I did the self-publishing route, and, and I actually really enjoyed it because it was, it was difficult, but it was a fun learning uh, curve. Uh, just, you know, finding someone to design the perfect cover, and I hired out the editors on my own, and um, it just feels like my baby, you know, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I – I did all of this kind of on my own and it just, it's been really meaningful to me. And I, I, I hope that answers some of your questions. You'll let me know what I'm missing, but, um, but I was a self-published author. Awesome. Um, Sister Amy, this is Mitzi. And I just want to say that I'm sitting here just so in awe and so as a, uh, uh, a sister of yours, in survivor, victor, and advocate, I am so honored um, to hear your story. I haven't read your story, but I just to hear your story and all the steps that you took in order to, one, heal yourself, and two, to extend yourself to others, because that's what this book is going to do, to heal so many yeah. And I know you probably know as I know you, you come through life and you meet so many people that have been victimized that are adults that haven't even thought about trying to heal, wanting to heal. Um, and it's moments like this when they can find someone that's relatable and trusting in and their story, is, your story is their story. So I'm so um honored that we have you here today. Um, how beautiful to hear uh, your story. Um, and I guess my question was, I find that with our stories, the marketing is kind of that tough piece because so many need the story, so many want the story, but they still have that guilt and that shame um, and that pain. So how do you market and what areas do you target to? Because right now, as we see the statistics have just grown, um, especially during this COVID season, um, how do you um, market the marketing for your for your book? Yeah, that's the hardest part. Um, what I have been doing, and I just, I've been just doing everything that I can. I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews. Um, I've done a couple radio interviews. Um, I reached out to, because my book was in the area of mental health, I reached out to as many psychological organizations, professional organizations like counselor organizations, Christian counselor organizations. Um, And I had 
I think maybe one or two were interested and it's kind of like, um, have book will travel. You know, it's like, I will, I would mm-hmm. love to speak wherever people would, will want to listen and finding those that's really challenging. And that's kind of the question you're asking. And I just, I've just been networking mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, I found the person that wrote my foreword, Dr. Pooler. He's amazing. And he specializes in, um, the research of cler- adult clergy abuse. And so it's really just been networking, networking. Um, I've done a couple like, you know, free marketing campaigns where, you know, like I just did voraciousreaders.com and 20 people signed up to uh, opt into my mailing list and then get the book, the digital book for free. And then the hope is that they will read it and write a review. That's yet to be determined how, if, you know, that's successful or not. Um, mm-hmm. I find people, um, I'm in a Facebook group for clients harmed by therapy um, and I'm in a few writers uh, Facebook groups but a lot of those are not promotion groups Um, but just trying to find my people and it's been difficult and I if I find someone on social media Twitter has been helpful for me Um, I have offered them my book for free if they would Mm -hmm. just would would you just be willing to read it and comment on it if it speaks to you or, you know, endorse it in some way. And, um, like, I'm really excited right now that um, I reached out to Wade Mullen, who wrote the book um, Something's Not Right. Um, I think it's decoding the hidden tactics of church abuse. I may be butchering that part of the subtitle, but I'm reading that right now. But I reached out to him and asked him, you know, would you be willing to write an endorsement for me? And it, and he, he just got back to me that he bought the book and – so just just slowly but surely, things like that, yeah. and just trying to to keep my name out there. But it, yeah, it feels painfully slow. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think that's how all authors feel. I told my husband it feels <laughs> watching book sales feels like watching water boil. <laughs> just, <laughs> am I right? But you're I mean, doing all the correct steps, all the great steps. Yeah. And I'm you know COVID I think has limited a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would love to speak, and I haven't gotten into that world yet. So I'm still learning there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. Amy, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, can I suggest a couple of things for you, if I could? Yes, and then yes. I'll, um, here's the thing. Um, I love the fact that you um, that you wanted to you try to you went the traditional route, but you said, hey. That's not for me because it, it's not for everybody. And you are an authorpreneur, an yes. authorpreneur, not self-published author, authorpreneur, because you're doing everything that an entrepreneur does, but also you mm-hmm. do yeah. everything that an author does in that context. Um, keep your, um, I would say the one thing about understanding about marketing and about branding is being consistent. It, it may seem like it's a slow walk and like it's a slow drip, but being consistent yeah. at it. That means um, the the being on the, the platforms that you can be on, the speaking, the different um, aspects of, of social media, certainly want to keep doing that. The partnerships that you're garnering, you mentioned about that, being in those yeah. places that deal with mental health. The only other suggestion I would suggest is Clubhouse. Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. There are what is Clubhouse? a number. Oh wow! 
Okay. Um, make sure I get your information, your, your contact information. Clubhouse is a audio um, app that you're able to go on to, and they have different types of rooms. I'm talking all the way from anything that you can think about, mental health, um, authors, everything that people come in and they have discussions on things. They have topics that they talk about and everything. And okay. some of them you're able to promote. You know, you're, 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 you know, you're, if you have something that you're, that you're selling or promoting, you're able to do that as well. And it's a great way to network, to be able to get those connections that you're talking about, that you want to be able okay. to do, that will put you in those places to be able to, um, to be able to speak, to be able to have the partnerships to, to garner you where the, your book is needed. This is so needed. Your book is so yeah. needed right. um, to be able to, to provide others who are, have gone through or may even be going through what you want mm-hmm. to heal it, that healing that they need. And thank you for writing your book because you now allow others to be healed and to free them up to talk about their stories and to deal with their yeah. stories um, is what I tell it. So, th- yeah, that, that's um, that's really quickly, because uh, I know we're running down on time, but really quickly, what does Prayed Upon, tight, what does that title mean to you? Because I know you got to go and you want you to give your contact information as well. Yeah, Prayed Upon, I, the book is actually titled Prayed Upon with an A because I go into it thinking that I am working with a Christian counselor who opens up every session in prayer, who says he's representing Jesus in my life, who is an elder at my church. That's what I think I'm getting. And then the A is marked out and an E is written in because I don't realize that I'm actually being prayed upon. Um, and then there's a a girl holding a bird cage on the cover and the, the cage door is open and the bird is right there And because at the end of the book, I say, I was a, I was saying, I was asking for the reader, like, why couldn't I leave sooner? Why couldn't I leave? And I, I say I was a bird in a cage, sure, but the cage door had been open, always been open, so why couldn't I fly away? So that's kind of what the cover signifies. Got you. That's Lynn, amazing. When you close out, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, and we are running out of time, but as as Leroy said, we want to be sure that our listeners can get in contact with you. So, Amy, please give your contact information, and how can folks purchase this book? Yes, the best way would be my website, which is H-U-E-S as in Sam.com. You can sign up to follow my blog on there. You can purchase a signed paperback there. And also on my website, it'll have the links to where you can buy the ebook and the paperback in all stores. It's Amazon and wherever else books are sold. And I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with my name. And that's A-M-Y-N-O-R-D-H-U-E-S. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy to interview you today. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And it's been fun meeting you guys. Awesome. Missy and Leroy, Mm -hmm. it is always a pleasure. I love you too. (laughs) Yes, I know. Time flies by so fast. It does. 
I know. And to our listening audience, we thank you. We do hope that everyone has have a Merry Christmas. Um, I think this is, we have one more episode before the New Year. So we have an episode actually on New Year's Eve on the 31st. <laughs> so that should be interesting. But we um, thank you all for supporting us, and we look forward to next time. God bless everybody.